0: Nurture and support. Nurture and support. This is a podcast theme song. And it's really short.
1: Nurture and support begins in 3, 2,
0: 1. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Nurture and Support. I am Mel at karmic Nine.
1: Hi, everybody. This is Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram.
0: And hey, I opened up TikTok.
1: You did.
0: (laughs) I will never post a video, but (laughs) I have enjoyed watching some of the young stuff going on on TikTok. It was very funny. I enjoyed my little hour of browsing through TikTok, so hey i'm on tiktok at karmic9 but i will never post a video so there's no reason to follow me
1: <laughs> yeah so, so maybe i will follow you because we'll be in the same club is <laughs> i do not feel qualified it's a crazy thing man there's a lot of interesting a lot of interesting stuff out there i was a little worried with you going into it because there's an inordinate number at least from my way of thinking of people who will occasionally i don't know where. A red baseball cap <laughs> or uh-huh. a few of those out there. But you can move right right through those if those are not your thing.
0: Yeah, I followed a couple of channels in my bumbling around. Um, I followed Witch Talk
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I have to stay on brand and some dog stuff and, and whatnot. But I thought it was very entertaining. I watched a lot of stuff of kids making fun of all the, the olds, which in their view were millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had to laugh at because I am still not a millennial. <laughs> I'm above that, so I was like, "Wow, they're they're mad that the millennials have come to TikTok, and what about all of us really old?" <laughs> so anyway, it's funny. I just thought I'd mention that because you know, hey, baby steps. I've I don't get Snapchat, so I'm not a Snapchatter. Can't understand the Snapchat. But I can watch snippets of video on TikTok. So TikTok, I think, is something more my speed that I would check out more regularly than Snapchat. So I thought I'd bring that up. I'm making progress.
1: And YouTube's about to come out with something they call Shorts, which is basically TikTok. (laughs) And and Instagram has added Reels, which is basically TikTok. TikTok.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'd heard about reels, but I, I don't know that I've seen a lot. I'm pretty, I I really like Instagram, but it's kind of turned into my Twitter and that I follow so many people on Instagram that I could not possibly see everything that people post. And my algorithm will sometimes not show me people on Instagram because I haven't checked in in a day or so. And it just didn't have time to let me see everything that people that I actually know on there. So I follow too many people on Instagram, apparently, but you know, whatever. I do enjoy Instagram because I really like the, I follow a lot of artists on, and book people on Instagram. And so I really do enjoy that, but um, I haven't laughed that much at TikTok that, that was just hilarious. Some of the stuff I came across on TikTok, I really, I laughed for quite a bit and I needed that laugh times are tough, (laughs) y'all. That kind of leads into uh, amazingly, TikTok is not my recommendation. That leads kind of into my recommendation this week of things that I've I've really enjoyed that I really I really needed to kind of get out of a funk that I've been in. I've mentioned on some previous shows that I got into k-pop a while back which once you get into k-pop you kind of get drugged into a whole bunch of other things that start with k and so i've gotten into watching k dramas so that's those are tv shows on korean television and while it's really awesome that netflix has added so many of those i'm actually watching one that is ongoing On TV in Korea right now on a different app that I just really enjoyed this show. So I'm going to tell you all about it. Hopefully, it will inspire some of you to check out some Korean drama. Because, you know, we don't have enough drama in American television. We need to go watch drama in Korean television. Because, honestly, it's more wholesome than ours (laughs) right now. (laughs) So I really enjoyed it. So the show, I just really love the show so much. It is called Tale of the Nine-Tailed, and that's T-A-L-E, of the Nine-Tailed, so some of you may be familiar with the mythological creature called the Nine-Tailed Fox. There's Kitsunes, which are Japanese, which most of us have seen in some sort of anime fashion. Korea has their own Nine-Tailed Fox that they call a Gumiho. So this is kind of an urban fantasy show based on a nine-tailed fox and it's kind of a monster of the week show he looks like a person okay he's not running around with nine foxtails he they sh- they're shapeshifters. so he looks like a typical hot korean guy as all of the people in korea on tv shows have to be attractive so the cast is very nice to look at if anybody really needs to know that but it's a, essentially a monster of the week show It reminds me a lot of some of the shows we used to watch on Sci-Fi Channel a long time ago before, I don't know, things got grittier and just gotten kind of dark and and broody now. So, this story follows the tale of a thousand-year-old nine-tailed fox named Yun, and he was once a god of the mountain, but he fell in love with a human girl and he gave up being a god in exchange for when she died for her to be reincarnated. And because his price for her to be reincarnated was that he has to work as kind of a assassin slash executioner for the afterlife immigration office. <laughs> and I know that sounds corny, but that's kind of clues you into the fact that this show... While it does have a lot of action, and there's some drama going on, it's essentially a a love story told over the course of all of these Monster of the Week episodes. But it's actually very funny. So it has more akin to, say, a rom-com than we may otherwise be used to from a, a show like this. So I've really, really enjoyed it. The characters are really funny and their interactions are really amusing and believable in the way that urban fantasies tend to be. So this city, it takes place in Seoul, I believe. The city has all of these supernatural creatures into it and all of these humans walking around completely unaware of it. And I don't know how familiar you are with the mythology of the nine-tailed fox type characters.
1: Let's, let's pretend I don't have Any background. (laughs) Let's go with
0: that. I've always been under the impression from the different pop culture references that I've come across them in that they were always maybe sort of tricksters but were generally benevolent. And I'm, I'm guessing I've gotten that from more of the Kitsune side of anime. They seem to be like they can be more good or bad. In actual... Modern mythology of the Gumiho in Korean mythology—they're actually pretty evil, and they mostly shapeshift into young women, whose job it is—or basically, why they do this—is to seduce men to eat their livers.
1: <laughs> okay, I want to—I want to break that down. Just to make sure I got it right. They're seducing men not to make the men eat their livers they're seducing them so that they can, they can eat kill the men the, the seduced liver livers. the seduced liver which is
0: yes yes yeah. so um sometimes they switch it up and it's the heart I, that was pretty gruesome and i was unaware of that particular aspect of this kind of creature i've always thought that they were generally good but not an apparent modern korean mythology there was a time I guess when, when, when I did a quick Google search, Wiki tells me there was a time they were more naive, but somewhere around the Japanese occupation, things started to change where they became malevolent creatures. So one of the things that caught, I guess, Koreans' eye with this show is that this show actually isn't dealing with female gumihos. It's dealing with male ones and they really haven't seen that a whole lot so i don't know if they're just better than the chicks and they don't go around eating people's livers but our main one he was a good guy he made it all the way up to godhood so i guess he's okay and he loved the humans so that apparently is a redeeming quality most of the ones that are running around in this town are not very good little foxes apparently they like to feed off the misery of humans and um, are not above eating them and this is a bad thing and he generally is the one who has to go kill them (laughs) because they're killing people and they get on the gods of the underworld list and he has to go take care of it so it becomes some of those interactions become rather amusing and lead to the nice action scenes that are going on so to get to the love story aspect of this show we have now he's been waiting for about 600 years during doing all of this boring assassin work that he's really getting very bored of and tired of and he's he's really kind of a jerk he's been waiting 600 years looking for her to reincarnate so of course you have to suspect that the main heroine of this show is going to probably be his Resurrected Lost Dead Bride. She happens to be a TV producer who runs a show on urban myths. And unlike most tropes with this kind of thing, where you would expect that she is a skeptic, a la like Scully in the X-Files, who doesn't believe in any of this stuff, she actually does believe that these creatures exist. She just has never been able to really prove it. Now, as the show goes on, this is in the first episode. So I'll spoil it for any of you. You'll find this out in the first few minutes. She has an experience when she's a child that actually is having run into our main character. Yun actually saved her as a child from some bad little creatures that were going to eat her, who were actually pretending to be her parents after her parents died in a mysterious car accident or did they that's the question so that's one of the mysteries going through the plot of this show is where are her parents this is her overarching story is she wants to know what happens to her parents and is trying to rope him into helping her and she fails his little test as his reincarnated soulmate But she tricks him into helping her because apparently debts having to be repaid is a big thing in this sort of mythology. If someone does you a favor, they have to repay it. And you have to be careful. It's like genie wishes. You may not like what they give you, but you have to be careful what you ask for. So anyway, I really enjoyed this show. Like I said, it's on air right now. There are four episodes in. I think the fifth episode is airing here in a day or two. So how do I watch this show? How can all of you watch it? If any of you are into um, Korean television or movies, you've probably heard of a service called Viki. It's V-I-K-I.com. It's um, technically, in some apps, it's called Rakuten Viki but they have a whole bunch of Korean dramas, many, 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 most of them are free with ads. So this particular drama, Tale of the Nine-Tailed, you can watch there the first two episodes for free with ads. Now, if you want to pay a little bit more, you can get rid of your ads. I believe it's $4.99. I actually suspended my Hulu account In order to bump up to get rid of the ads, because I will say, full disclosure, I was having a little trouble playing this in my browser with the ads. I think my ad blocker, from what it was telling me, my ad blocker was giving it trouble. And so, right towards the end of the first episode that I was watching with ads, it like, cut out and wouldn't finish playing with like the last two minutes of the episode left. (laughs) You know how frustrating that is? So that was when I bumped it up and I didn't have any more problems playing it in a browser. But there is an app for your tablet. There is an app for the Roku. So chances are, if you've got a smart TV, there's probably this app available on it. And I kind of suspect that the ad problem that I had in the browser won't happen on the app.
1: No, Roku's pretty good about <laughs> making sure those ads show up and eventually the show. So
0: Right, right, yeah. And I'll say, I want to say they were like, the episodes are, are an like an hour and five minutes long, which is really long by American standards for a television series. Most of our sh- series that air on TV are like 40 minutes after commercials. Theirs are an like an hour and five minutes. And I want to say in that time, there must have been at least five or six commercials. So for $4.99 with my Hulu paused, uh, which is a really great feature, Hulu. Thank you for just being able to click a little button and pause your subscription for a while. I bumped up to that. And you get HD with that as well. For $9.99 a month, you can bump up to get access to some other on-air TV right now and also get HD and a couple other perks. But this particular show, if you're not going to pay the 4.99, dollars you're going to have to wait a while. I think it's like two weeks after the episodes air before they move to free. So right now, the first two episodes are up. And it's probably gonna be another two weeks until I think you get the third and the fourth. And those are out. Now, the other issue you have to think about is these TV shows are in Korean. So how do you get the subtitles? This site's really cool in that they have, as far as I know, they're completely unpaid volunteers who form this big old team and they actually put in the subtitles and, and at the right time, they're doing the translating. They have people from all over the world doing this. And, and I love I love stuff like that. All of this these little multilingual nerds out there who should be getting paid for something like this are probably doing it for free just because they love Korean TV. But they're doing a phenomenal job. This isn't the first show that I've watched on this service. I can't remember what, what I've watched before, but I watched something a year or so ago. And they really do a phenomenal job. There's no problems whatsoever with the subtitles and a nice touch, I think, because many of us are not going to be familiar with Korean mythology, the figures who they may not may understand when they say this character at the afterlife immigration office, they tell you her name, you know, that she's the one who runs the, the, uh, boat carrying dead souls across their version of the river Styx we wouldn't know that I don't know that I'm not familiar enough with that pantheon to know who these people are they put in these little notes of who these people are to give you a clue to give you more meaning into the story and that's what fandom does so that's really cool So the only other thing is if you do pay the $4.99, though, you do get to see the episodes as soon as they come up, but you do have to check and make sure that they've put your subtitles in yet because that actual real people have to watch the show and create the subtitles and put them in. So there may be a day or two delay on current episodes before somebody gets your version of the subtitles opened up. And if you're going to be there, I highly recommend that you check out another series that's there called Goblin, The Great and Lonely God. I have not watched it yet because it was always for pay before. And I really thought as popular as that series was because I've heard about it from every K-pop fan out there who said it was such a great a great show. I figured it would show up on Netflix. It has never shown up on Netflix, so... That one is free with ads. So while you're there, while you're waiting for a new episode of Tale of the Nine-Tailed to come out, you can go check out Goblin, the Great and Lonely God, which also has the main character from Tale of the Nine-Tailed is one of the main characters in that drama as well. So you can just get all of it all right there and... I really enjoyed this show. I can't really tell you it was funny. It had a lot of action. It was actually creepy. There's an episode with some creepy ghost children that was a little bit creepy. Nobody likes creepy ghost children. So, Tale of the Nine Tailed. There's bunches of different places that you can probably find it. But Vicky is um, trusted. It's a good place if you're gonna if you're gonna spend money, you can do it there without any qualms and you can pay through the app which is also even more secure so i recommend it i liked it and i had a good experience there and kudos to all those people putting in the subtitles because they were very helpful and on point so
1: wow you you like worked in like three or four recommendations <laughs> in I do one. I or what you know that I, was I jam-packed
0: slack, i slack off and then here i did something I have to be excited because I actually accomplished something. I watched four episodes of a Korean drama that actually actually uplifted me a little bit.
1: Yeah, there was like so. a there was like a passive TikTok recommendation, kinda of wet yeah. our palette, and then Tale of the Ninetales and then Vicky and then Goblin the
0: Goblin, the great and lonely god. The great
1: and lonely god. Yeah. So that's
0: Yeah. If any of you out there watch Goblin Hit me up because I would like someone probably to talk about it because everybody has already seen it because it's been out for like two or three years. I've been waiting for it to show up on Netflix with so many of the other shows that have come on and it hasn't shown. And actually, I've kind of seen from the people on Twitter talking about this show that Netflix apparently passed on picking up this show and I could kick them for that because... This is a good show. It really is. If this was, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't remake this and put it on American television the way that we do things these days. But I really enjoyed this show. It's got a perfect balance of action, mystery, who doesn't love a monster of the week story, and the little lighthearted romance thing going through it as well. So it's a fun show. I really enjoyed it.
1: Very very cool. Yeah, I'll have to. I think I'm gonna try the Roku route here first, and kind of see how the ad experience works uh, for that. Yeah. And go from there. We'll
0: see. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until until a few minutes ago, and I was like, oh, you know what? I bet there's a Roku app. But since I don't turn my TV on much, <laughs> I uh, I started on my on my PC, and then I did it on my my iPad. But you know, subtitles on small screens are are not ideal so i would definitely try the roku on your your for your tv but i also actually had had a moment where i wasn't sure if some of the problems i was having was because of my crappy internet connection so i was trying to keep the resolution small
1: all right very very cool mine's mine's only going to be one recommendation <laughs> so ah, i slatter. feel like a yeah feel feel like i'm letting it down but Oh, we average out to a good number because he loaded up on the front end, so that's awesome. Mine, actually, I think mine will be pretty quick as well. I think we have chronicled a little bit my journey to to leave PaintShop Pro and begin to use GIMP and use big boy, big girl software <laughs> to mm-hmm. to do stuff. That's that's going okay. I'm getting, I'm not good yet, but I'm I'm not totally lost, and so hopefully you start to see that in some things like the the. Thumbnail art for the YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff, but I'm I'm getting there uh, step by step. But one of the things that had always challenged me was uh, within uh, within YouTube with the the Bog Panda YouTube channel. Which please like and subscribe. All the nurture and supports are on there, and lots of other stuff as well. You got to set up your main graphic for your YouTube channel a certain way because that particular graphic is used in a browser kind of full screen. And then there's a mobile version and uh, a third one as well. It's basically three different resolutions you may have to deal with. And depending on how you lay it out, it either translates really well or it doesn't. And so by kind of trial process and error, initially with PaintShop Pro and then uh, with GIMP, I had been trying to get the Bog Panda one working better. And I had gotten it passable. Uh, But then I came across this site. It's called Canva canva so www.canva.com canva.com and it is basically a site full of templates now you can use a lot of these for free minimal kind of effort you do have to kind of you do have to log in to gain to gain access but it's just a authentication you're not paying a fee for anything like that you can just you know i authenticated using my google credentials and everything's fine and they had a lot of times you go to these template sites and they're okay, but you don't have a huge amount of flexibility or a lot of creativity. I was really impressed with the, how they've delivered uh, their templates on this site. They're very rich, they're really good high quality to begin with, and you can you can do a lot to adjust it. So the template for Bog Panda, I eventually, in looking through it, said, I like this one, I hate the colors, I'm not really sold on the font, and I need to we have a logo for Bog Panda. I gotta be able to bring that in. I was able to do all of that super easy. Bring in the Bog Panda graphic, adjust the coloring to something that was more brand consistent with Bog Panda, and get the adjustment. So if you actually go to our YouTube channel now, you'll see the output of these, of, of Canva, is now the, the main YouTube graphic. And that is like 1% of what's available on the site. They've got social media templates, so whether you want to do an Instagram story, Facebook post, a Facebook cover, Pinterest graphic, they've got templates for all of that. Uh, as well as kind of more of the standard fare personal stuff, invitations, cards, resumes, postcards, a planner. You can do logos, infographics, brochures, Halloween flyers, uh, iOS templates, which I'm assuming, not using, don't use an iOS phone, but I'm assuming if you wanted to kind of gig up your various cover screens and all those different things on your phone. templates to kind of get something like that working out really well. So it's uh, the number of templates is significant. The editor that they have uh, available to work on the templates is really slick, very effective, very flexible. And I was able to, within minutes, get in, find a template I wanted, learn how to adjust it, get it out, download it, and I was good to go. And so I've had mixed results in the past when I've gone to sites like this. Either they're templates weren't very flexible or the ones they had weren't very good You know, we kind of experienced that a little bit with WordPress <laughs> a little bit too that's like yeah this is kinda okay wish we could tweak it a little bit more but this uh, this brings a lot to it so and it's my favorite price it's free now you can also uh, become a subscriber and get richer features and not have to maybe be as limited as I am as a free user but boy uh, I think for just kinda popping in every once in a while needing need to kinda grab a graphic or something to do something uh, if you don't want to do the whole thing yourself in GIMP or some other software, this gives you a big leg up, and uh, I found it really effective and a, a, a pretty great site.
0: Yeah, I love Canva. I'm not very experienced at it, but I've made, just the other day, I've made i made some labels for, I've been making candles, and uh, I made some labels for my candle jars on there, like lickety-split. And it's so easy and I'm terrible at graphics. We've talked about that before. And you don't have to know anything to be able to make something with Canva. And they've got all sorts of free clip art. But I think with the subscription, when you pay a little bit, you get access to more of their premium clip art and I think more fonts. But, and you can always make something in Canva download that and import that in something else to make further alterations to it. I know from all of the authors that I follow on Twitter and and YouTube and all of that, a lot of them who make their own book covers, they do it in Canva. Now, don't ask me how, because some of them are very complex, but they use Canva as part of that process. I think they're probably making something in one of the other paint like programs and then importing it into canva to do proper formatting and add titles and stuff but canva is really really sophisticated for being free it has a ton of stuff to do there's so much you can i you can get lost playing around in canva it's really easy to use it's great software it's amazing
1: yeah, and oh. it it uh, solved my long-standing problem with the YouTube stuff because because I got actually I'd done some volunteer work too on a zoo website and bluffed my way through some some cover art for that, but I think I need to go back to it now. And since <laughs> since this is available, and actually do it right. So yeah,
0: they they have um, standard formats I've noticed for like if you were gonna do Instagram posts, they have the square that Instagram uses, so you can make it in there you know, and do your slides and stuff like in there. Yeah. If you've got any need to do anything like that, or it's just simply making a label for something, whether it's a mailing label, or you want to make fancy labels for your drawers or something, you know, your spices or something like that. You can do all of that. Anything that you need to do, you can do in Canva. It's amazing. And there's just so many different options and you can find something that you want to do. And every aspect of it is changeable which is really amazing because most of those things tie you to something of here's what we have and you can maybe change the font but you can't change the color you can't do something like that but anything in canva you can change it's amazing
1: yeah i was i was really impressed with the sophistication of the editing on it because I, I went in and i figured oh okay yeah i found the template i i liked and i said i like it the bones of it but things need to change and i wasn't exactly sure how much I could change or how easy it would be, but mm-hmm. but it was simple as simple could be, and I really liked the end product. Uh, it comes out very professional looking, so yeah, uh, it's uh, definitely one. So if you have a need, and it is like you point out, it's wide ranging on on what you can can use it for. Yeah. I my mean, like, my main use obviously was YouTube stuff, but there's just tons of all the various social media platforms, phones, mm-hmm. labels, all that good stuff. So it's a it's a really cool piece of software so or website so that is my recommendation for the week
0: yeah i love it it's great it's a great place my labels look almost professional and i'm like so far from that (laughs) canva is really cool y'all should check it out even if you don't think you need it bet there's something you can find there that you would want to use it for and it's free so there you go and it will save your your stuff that you make in your login, it saves it in your little folder, so you can always go back and pull it up. It's not a one-shot and done, or you have to download it and keep track of it yourself. It's always going to be in your account. Yep. So.
1: Yep, that's awesome because uh, we'll have to occasionally make some tweaks and turns to the YouTube thing. I'm not going to have to go back and re-engineer everything that I've done. I'm just gonna be able to pick yeah. that up and make the tweaks I need to. Yep. Well, it's great. Cool. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for, for this week. I'm going to have to end the, end the show and get over and download a new channel for my Roiku to, to yes. check out Mel's recommendation, but uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You can contact us on our website, nurtureandsupport.net, or email us at nurtandsupp at gmail.com. That's N-U-R-T-A-N-D-S-U-P-P at gmail.com. Or tweet us at Nurt and Sup on Twitter. You can also catch Nurture and Support on YouTube. Nurturing and Supporting